0: oh okay <laughs>
1: uh, ah yes so um I- anyway um I'm very very happy to make you as a new friend Mary. thank
2: you I'm very happy to see you live because I've listened to hours of podcasts I've been dead, right? dead. and YouTube's, and um I'm like oh I like this guy it's simple <laughs> it's it's Oh, it's a relief. It's like, finally, I understand. And I, I think I can, with diligent practice, I can do it.
1: You you have heard of the Chinese proverb that a journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Yep. Okay, and so here I am, I've taken a step. Now what do we do? Well, the rest of the thousand mile journey begins with two steps have to do is just take one step step at a time that one step by the way is defined as one's right effort right noble effort is to take a step hopefully in the right direction yes
2: (laughs) yeah i've been all over the place (laughs) it's it's time to come back home (laughs)
1: Well, you're you're thinking about a wide range of time. Oh yeah. And places like all kinds of about right this very moment. Yep, that's what we now. That's where it all. And in fact, that's what makes it hard and difficult and uh, whatever to for people to understand and practice is because we got this wide impression, big big world out there, big wide, not at all wonderful world live in. And what we fail to understand is, is that when we stop like that and think like that, that's merely just a little concept in the mind. Our big, wide, wonderful world is merely just a concept. Okay. That the real world is that which you can sense with your senses, your eyes, your ears, your nose, your taste. That's all real. And here we are thinking about. A big, wide, wonderful world, which is just merely a concept that we've got in the mind. Yep. And when we recognize that, we can start spending a whole lot of time in the real world senses. A whole lot less time in the world of invention. Yep. And so our world (laughs) actually is quite small. I can only see about 100 meters.
2: Oh, I see less than that. I see my wall. I see you and the wall and... Hurricanes. Right.
1: So right now, your whole world is within those four walls. Exactly. But if you start thinking about something dangerous that's oh. outside of those <laughs> four walls, then you'll fear fear. Where the reality is, within those four walls, you're actually quite safe. The reality is is that you're safe.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But you can imagine all kinds of things that will bring fear.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
1: (laughs) So the right thing to do then is to not think about those things, but to think about what's real.
2: Yeah. That's, yeah. Easier said than done.
1: No, it's easy.
2: (laughs) It's easy. But then I go. You
1: just set a rule. Oh, I've got to do this all the time. Yeah. And I'm only asking you to do it right now.
2: So if I think that I want to do it all the time, not in the now.
1: Well, when I think that I want to do it all the time, I'm living in a fantasy world. I'm living in a uh, 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 a constructed concept of all.
0: Okay. All the
1: time doesn't exist. Only right now exists. Okay. Okay, eight. January the 1st at 12 o'clock, 1850, existed. But when it existed, it existed as a noun. True. Now dead. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: Everything is just right now. And that makes it so simple. You don't have to care. Almost too That's
2: simple. It. Exactly. It's so simple that it's just. And then the mind wants to go grab something and you need well, to set you need to bring it back and there it goes again and then you do it back and then and then. <laughs>
1: well, you just indicated to me that you didn't like that.
2: no, I don't it like
1: it, it no
2: because down. I'm I think that's that's the teaching they always say the mind uh, well, that's the thing it, it well, if you want to do vipassana, it's okay. But if you want to do like like the hardcore jhana when nothing moves, it's, it's not okay. So,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, jhana is not hardcore at all, it's the bushiest stuff there is. Everything falls. There's nothing to it. That's a joke by the way
2: okay <laughs>
1: nothing to it nothing that's to the it sunyata of the right his practice is easy It's sunyata it's empty there's nothing to it
2: always sunyata sunyata Nibbana, um, um oh.
1: okay well that's oh. because these these words are high pollutant for you yes and they're jokes for me they're toys to play with OK, Dabana is nothing doesn't mean anything at all except chill, baby. Chill. Just chill out. OK, don't make some magic on the
2: That's when you said that to all those other people, chill, bro. That's it. I need to call this guy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it makes sense.
1: Yeah, well, that's what it did in the time of the Buddha, except that the people in the time of the Buddha used the word Nibbana just that way. The problem is, is when Western Buddhism sees the word Nibbana in print, they don't quite understand what it is, and so they make it magical.
2: Yeah, I've been into the magical yeah, a lot, and, the- and I did not work. <laughs> And it created lots of dukkha because I wanted the magic and. And you didn't get it. No, I did not get it. I want my money back.
1: (laughs) So now we're going to learn to be, uh, uh, let us say, uh, satisfied. Satisfied. So satisfied. We're ecstatic with being satisfied. how ordinary can it get this is i mean this is so beautifully ordinary we couldn't get any better than this just there's just absolutely nothing to it (laughs) but a lot of people don't practice that because they haven't brought nothing to it in their own minds so let's talk about uh, this you've gotten quite a lot of background, so I'm just going to tiptoe right through the Eightfold Noble Path for you. That's the teaching of the Buddha. <clears throat> and unfortunately, Western Buddhism has almost kind of forgotten all about the Four Noble and the Eightfold Noble Path. It's sort of like the way that it's taught is like, okay, someday you should remember this because someday it's going to be on a test. You gotta know what the four truths are. Somebody's gonna ask you something, you better know what it is. Right?
2: I'm gonna fail the test because I find Buddhism has so many lists, lists and lists and lists. And I'm just, I, I can't remember okay. all, <laughs> so.
1: Now, here's, the, here's the way, it's to understand that the lists are coming by looking through this window and then you come look through this window when you see that list of things, and you come look through the, this window and see that list of things. If you so Buddhism is like just a, a, <clears throat> a building with a lot of windows. And so you look at it this way, <clears throat> then you get a list of things, because that's what you can see then this way. And then you look through it this way, and you get a whole long list of things. Then you look at it this way, a whole long list of things, and now you're confused. Because you think that all these list of things are separate. But in fact, it's the same place you're looking at. You're just looking at it from various directions. A clear example of that is the the difference between the Satipatthana, the four foundations of mindfulness, and the five aggregates. Because they're the same thing. It's exactly the same thing. Except that with the uh, four foundations of mindfulness, we are uh, we're looking at the whole show, including the mind and the mind's objects. Right. Imagine that the four noble uh, excuse me, the four Satipatana is like an old wood pot village stove, cast iron, you've seen them. you've got them in Montreal, okay? so you've got the you've got the pot village stove, and then you've got the wood and the kindling, okay? And when the spark is set off, the fire comes, and after the fire, you get two properties: smoke and heat, and a third one, the ash. Okay. So the body, your human body, is the uh, the potbelly stove. You and I both qualify. <laughs> <laughs> And then the wood is our feelings. That's where all the energy, all the, uh, uh, the the consuming, all of that coming. And then the mind is the fire. But with the mind <clears throat> burning the fuel of the feelings, we wind up with smoke and heat and ash. And that's the content of the mind, okay? So that's one of the ways of looking at the Satipatthana, and that's the way actually we practice Anapanasati. We're we going to be focusing on the smoke and the ash, or we're we going to take care of the heat. That's why we put this thing in there anyway. Okay, let's do, let's use some wholesome stuff rather than looking at all the smoke and all the uh, ash that we create. So um, we look now at the five aggregates. In the sense, well, we've already got the body and we've already got the feelings. But we're not in so much of looking at the smoke and the ash and the heat, but we're looking at this fire. What is the fire? What components does it have? And the components that it has is consciousness, or uh, vinya, Sanya, which is perception. So we are conscious of something, then we make a decision or a choice about it and that we come up then with a new conclusion, but we don't get things just like that. We go off into another thing like memory that has feelings and all kinds of other stuff built into it. And so when we uh, become conscious of something, what we actually take in is not the actual object. Okay. So, There's
2: do you want plan. me to stop at the at the vedana there?
1: I don't you know? want you to stop at all. I want you to understand that it's not complicated because the four noble, uh, the four foundations of mindfulness, and the five aggregates are just the same thing.
2: It comes and it and it goes.
1: Well, I'm not even thinking about coming and going, but no, yeah. that we're talking about you look okay. through this window. Okay, this okay, yeah. Turning, okay. You look at okay. this window and you see the five aggregates. Okay,
2: okay, good. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right.
1: And if you look at it from the perspective of the five aggregates, the whole point of the five aggregates is that there is no self there anywhere, that the self is actually in the smoke, the heat, and the ash. But the but the body, the feeling and the minds have no self to it. There's no nut core of self. <clears throat> this is uh, the story uh, is with Nagarjuna and uh, King Melinda, you know that story?
2: I, yeah, uh, I know the, where, where uh, but he the-, got the per- Okay, yeah, that one.
1: take the chariot apart.
2: Yeah, okay.
1: Okay, and now all the chariot pieces are all over the place. Where's the chariot?
2: Exactly. The oh yeah, the chariot. Is in
1: the human mind, is the that's human where the chariot truth. is. It's yeah. not inherent in the wood.
2: In the wood, nor in the seed, nor in the I don't know how to say that in English, but yeah.
1: Well, it's got a basket and it's got a ridge pole yeah. and it's got an axle and it's got wheels and things like that in a chariot. We can but do the same it's thing. It's so
2: hard not to see the chariot. <laughs>
1: But you recognize that the chariot is within your mind. It's not inherent in that wood.
2: But it goes fast.
1: Yes. And so do the five aggregates in that same way give us the impression that we actually exist too, just like the chariot exists. In fact, the chariot is not a chariot. It's just a collection of wood according to a human concept. But there is no inherent... We even get down to the point that there is no inherent water, because that's just hydrogen and oxygen, except there's no inherent oxygen. There just happens to be 16 electrons rather than one running around. Okay, that's just the whole point is is that there is no inherentness even in um, a proton because it's got Mm -hmm. ups and down quarks, but there's nothing inherent about the quark. They're going now into string theory. And down the rabbit hole of nothingness, we go. There's nothing to it, but we make something out of it. We make things heavy, but it's all done within the human mind. So is he friend or foe that's in the mind? Is he like me or different than me? That's in the mind. Does he have the same religion or not? That's in the mind. We, there's so much of it in the mind, and one of the things that's in the mind like that is me. And actually, I, that's just part of the the aggregate system. And so that's actually the first fetter that we have to deal with. The first bondage is personality view. Oh, yeah. Right. And so, by practicing the Eightfold Noble Path and uh, Anapanasati through the uh, so that we get the mind really sharp and fit for work, then we can immediately see this whole Buddha thing is just all one package. There's not much to it. Then, in fact, the five aggregates are nothing more than half of the teaching of teacher Samapada probably heard that word, dependent origination. Dependent. Okay. Yeah.
2: I'm now, actually well, reading the book of, uh, uh, was it a teacher of yours, B- uh, Bhikkhu Buddhadasa? Mm-hmm. I have it. The, I'm reading it uh, under the body tree.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So the entire teaching of the Petit Samapata then is nothing but a kind of a story about where the self comes from. because it's not there in the five aggregates inherently. And yet we use language as if it works, like I feel bad or I feel sad. Okay, so I am my feelings. beginning to learn through Anapanasati is that I'm not my feelings. I'm the observer of my feelings until I recognize, no, I'm not even the observer. But there is That's where I am observation. The observer.
2: Is, Who's the observer?
1: There is only merely observation. We don't need to have an observer, an entity, but there is observation. Yeah. And what is it? What is the observation of? The observation or the looking at the object. And the object here is now the feeling. So instead of saying, I am sad, we can say, there is sadness. There's no self in there. There is is the recognition that there's sadness and then the sadness itself. We say, I am sad, where in fact, that's part of the delusion, just like I'm going out to the car. Because it's a whole lot easier to use the concept of the car rather than I'm going to go open that metal door with the handle that's got the shiny stuff on it and then I'm going to turn my butt around and sit down in this thing that they call a bucket seat. You know, we don't have to do all of that. We have a concept that puts all of these packaging pieces together so that it'll operate correctly. But there is no inherent Car there, that's in the mind. Okay. Another example of that. In fact, I use an example of an alarm clock quite often, though I don't have one.
0: Good. Ago, <laughs> You're years free. Years and
1: years ago I had one when I was a really little kid. I used the alarm part of it uh, as a toy machine gun. But I really knew you know, ding
0: ding 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 ding
1: But this is what three year olds do. <laughs> okay, but the point of this clock is, is that it is, there's no clock there. The clockness, there's no inherent clockness. That in fact, what this thing is, is it's a collection of gears and wheels uh, and uh, springs and things like that and jewels, et cetera, that we have. But then we recognize, no, there's no gears, that's just still a concept, but this is merely just metal arranged in a certain way. Then we go a little deeper and say, no, even metal is not correct. Then in fact, this is brass and tin together, and tin is this, and brass is thi- or, and copper is this, sorry, not tin. Uh, brass is a mixture of copper and tin, as opposed to bronze. Which has um, other stuff mixed in it, but the point is, is that we could keep going down levels and levels, and recognize that what the human mind does is it collects, and collects, and collects things, up to the point of collecting a car, collecting a house, collecting a a, a me. We do that by wanting things. And we want things because we naturally like and dislike things. The liking and disliking is really built quite into our genes.
2: Is there okay. something we can do about that No. Like and dislike?
1: Let us say once you begin to understand it, you can begin to control it. All right. <clears throat> In Petit Samupada, we've already talked about perception And uh, uh, Sankara and uh, consciousness giving rise to the Salayatana or the internal representation. Or let us call it the internal consciousness. That's why it's called the Salayatana. That's the internal senses. So actually there's two ways then of talking about it. There's two different kinds of consciousness. One is I can see it with the eye or hear it with the ear. If I see it with the eye, but I don't understand what it is, then I will process that based upon stuff I know from the past. And when I make stuff up from the past and put that into my understanding, I'll come up with something new that I understand. Except what we do unconsciously, or a better way to say it is ignorantly, is, is that when we're picking stuff out of the past in order to make sense of the present, we often bring feelings with us, so the feelings are built into the Sankara so that once we make up our decision about this is what this is, the way that we're going to feel about it is almost built in. Okay. okay. But. That's not the place to begin, is down in the perception. That's for the, let us say, when the skills are developed, so that we can see that clearly, that quickly. This stuff happens in the mind really mm-hmm. fast, okay? fast. But what we can see is how we feel, and we can see that that feeling leads to wanting. And the wanting, then, uh leads to the clinging and I've got a new way of talking about clinging so that the students will get it immediately and that is caring. What you care about causes you dukkha.
2: Oh yeah.
1: And in fact there is a sutta by that name. Grief comes from those who are dear. It's in the 80s in the Nikaya, I think is number eighty seven.
2: Not the not the animals, you mean? Not the...
1: Well, anybody... So if you've got a son and he uh, badmouths his mom and storms out of the house, you feel bad because you care about him. Yeah. If a stranger can do that to you and you can shake it off in five minutes. But when the son does that, you'll care for days. Yeah. You'll suffer for days because you care.
2: I have a daughter, so I know.
1: Yeah. Okay, so you know exactly what I'm I know
2: exactly about. what you're talking.
1: Okay, so this oh, yeah. is a good way of using that word caring, uh, is because we care because we like and we don't like. So let's start working at that level of caring, because the caring is what takes us right into hell.
0: Yeah,
1: You know the steps of Patitush Samapada. We're talking about the Vedan of the feelings. Yep. I don't yep. like what she said. That goes into I want her to take it back, and now I really care about her now that she's not here, okay? So the, that's the Upadana. The Baden, all done ignorantly, by the way. I don't like it. I want to change it because I really care. And now that we really care, that is... Uh, Actually, the upadana and the tanha, or the tanha upadana sequence, is exactly the same sequence as the baba jati.
0: Mm, that baba you lost jati me. Is baba
1: step- jati. Okay, so it goes vedana. Yeah. Uh,
0: uh,
1: tanha upadana, uh, <clears throat> baba, and then jati, and then mm. dukkha. Okay. okay, what is that? That means the birth of the self. Now, a lot of translators will translate that word jati into rebirth, and that's okay if you understand it. But what we're talking about actually is the uh, the reappearance of the me that suffers. Think of the self as that which is the vehicle for carrying yeah. dukkha. If you have has no, no vehicle, sorry.
2: It has Go nothing ahead. to do with reincarnation and because I've heard like the three on uh, other teachers talking about the three lives of the of the dependent origination.
1: Yes, OK, Makes so no there sense are three lives in it, but it's not three lifetimes in the sense of. uh um three different human beings that are the same, three in one. I mean, we're back to Trinity now. That's pretty Christian of us, isn't it? Okay. So, <laughs> okay. No, no. The, the, uh, the three lives are there. The past, the immediate, okay. past, <laughs> Fest, immediate future, the
2: past. future, present and future. Okay.
1: And the immediate future or the immediate present giving into the immediate future. But it is not this taught this way. One, this all happens in one or two seconds. What'd you say? But
2: it was, it is not thought this way. It, I, the way I've learned it is really like tr- karma and three lives, like past lives, this life, and then another. This is how I understand it, anyway.
1: But, I know that's the way that you were taught, and that's okay. the way the, of the Vasudhi Maga.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm really glad that you're open to what I'm saying, rather than arguing with me no i'm, I'm not really, I'm, I'm oh really, i'm really no. pleased with that because i've got students that uh, uh they really get into into clinging to that kind of stuff and they don't have near the depth of the knowledge of the teaching as you do
2: oh thank you thank you so uh
1: they just get off and running all oh, there is rebirth and that's the teaching of the buddha to where no uh in fact Uh, the word rebirth is a later invention that uh, there was no word quite for it. But the word that we've been using historically would be the word reincarnation. And a lot of people don't know the distinction between the Buddha's rebirth and reincarnation. No matter how they want to define rebirth, they get it wrong. And a lot of people mistake rebirth and reincarnation. then don't know the difference. They call themselves Buddhist. They talk about rebirth, this, that, and the other thing, but in their mind they're thinking about reincarnation. It's me that's reborn. The whole teaching of the teacher of Samapata is to teach, no, there is no self to be reborn without causes and conditions. And these are the causes and conditions starting even with consciousness, have causes and conditions.
2: That makes sense this way. The other way never made sense to me. Never. I just couldn't get it.
1: Ah, but it's a delicious teaching. Oh, I'll live forever. Oh, Ah. I'll keep coming back. Oh, I'll I'll have a redo. I'll get to do (laughs) it again. And then that also feeds into, besides I'm a failure and I can't do it now, maybe let me make a little bit uh, more merit and then the next life, it'll be easy enough for me to do. Reality is that this life is dead easy. You don't need to make it easier next time. (laughs) You might Uh, not get a next time, that all that stuff doesn't make sense. And so the I I I feel
2: guilty because sometimes I I think like that. When Uh, things go really, really bad. And I cannot do this. I'm like, oh, maybe uh, it's gonna get better in another no, life. you
1: You were taught that
2: oh, it's it's comfy <laughs> when it, when things go bad. When yeah. things are perfect,
1: man, we don't need that, but when things are really bad, yeah right. Well, that's the whole point. then you just get nailed it. That's an excellent point that that whole belief system is a consolation prize for losers. true. At least I'll get reborn. This life is terrible, but next time maybe it'll be a little bit better. So it's got hope and future and all of that. And guilty feelings for having had such a bad day today. It must have been something that happened in the past, but gosh, I don't know what. Not recognizing, no, today's a bad day because you're making it a bad day today. (laughs) (laughs) And you really know how to make it a bad day today because you've done that before.
2: It's like the the, the two how har- the two arrows. Like uh, the Buddha said that if you're stuck by an arrow, thinking about what's this arrow made of, what's this arrow, where did, who shot the, that arrow, and it's 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 what we do and it's bad. We're making stuff in our mind. dukkha
1: <laughs> So this. We have actually now covered as much detail as we need to understand the teaching of the teacher Samapata. Let's figure out where or what to do now. Um, And so one of the ways that we can understand it is by hearing this. You probably heard that the mind is the forerunner. What do we mean by that? Well, the old Brahmins had the idea that if you do an actual deed, that's like writing something, uh, uh, chiseling it in, that if you say something, that's like writing it on a piece of paper, writing it into the sand. It'll be there for a while, but it'll fall away. And then uh, a thought uh, is like writing it in the water or in the air, that it's gone before you finish writing it. Okay. And the Buddha says, no, that's not the case at all. The reality is is that the mind is the forerunner. Mind creates our reality. So the way that we can say it, this, by the way, is Taoist, but it's exactly Buddhist also, and that is the mind or the thought gives rise to our speech. Our speech gives rise to our actions. Our actions give rise to our habits, and our habits give rise to our destiny. So if we walk our thoughts, we can realign our destiny. We can change that. By changing our thoughts, we can change our habits, we can change our feelings, we can change our everything. can be changed. That we're not fixed. And that's the old idea of a self is something that's fixed it's immutable it can't be changed it's so strong it'll survive death all of that kind of stuff but somehow or another it is still subject to outside influence because when i get to heaven god's going to kick me in the ass like a football (laughs) especially after the things i have to say to him (laughs) Hey, man, what about these flies? (laughs) These mosquitoes. What did did you do with COVID? (laughs) 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 Okay, so that whole mentality is based upon the fear that the self is not all of that immutable, powerful, and capable of sustaining death. We feel the self as weak. That's the whole idea of being a victim, that we were born victims. We had to be taken care of, couldn't feed ourselves, couldn't change our diapers, couldn't talk. We were completely victims. And if we did not get nourished, we died. Somewhere around the age of three or four, we stopped getting nourished and started getting ordered around. Do your homework, clean up your room. Do you, uh, you know, clean that dog poop (laughs) on and on and on and on. And so we fall into that. And so we move from one kind of victim that is nourished into another kind of victim that now is being criticized, feel critical. And so we pick up all of those habits, including the loss of feeling nurtured. So we lose feeling nurtured and we wind up with the bad rap of criticism and we learn that very well. And now we're critical of ourselves, but we could be nurturing ourselves instead.
2: Uh, yeah.
1: And And we are critical and we've got 10,000 laws to keep. And if you don't keep one, one of them, you're going to feel bad. We're going to punish ourselves for not meeting up to the standards. So then we go to Buddhism and find even higher standards that we can't meet up to. And boy, we really feel bad now.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so when we begin to understand actually the teaching of the Buddha has to do with waking up, being in the present moment, really understand by investigation what's happening right now, then we can just chill. We can relax the body. We can enjoy the moment because it's actually safe. The dangers is in our mind just like the chariot or the me. And we can remove those unwholesome thoughts and have some wholesome thoughts instead. Like, wow, this is nice. No place to go. Okay, this is the gladdening of the mind that is stepped in of Anapanasati. And a little of it is in the Satipatthana. That, in fact, in the Satipatthana, they have quite a long section about the hindrances and their removal. But a lot of people who teach a lot of different meditations, they fail to talk about that those removal of the hindrances is the very first thing that must be done. Which is also what Bhikkhu Buddhadasa says in one of his books on Anapanasati that gladdening the mind is the first thing that needs to be done. And this is the same thing, removing those hindrances and brightening the mind. That's what needs to be done. And that's done with one's right effort. So to practice the Eightfold Path is to practice Anapanasati. Bhikkhu Buddha Dasa even said and got into a huge amount of trouble. This was so many years ago in the 30s, 40s, sometime like that. And he says the Buddha only taught one kind of meditation. And boy, was that a big stir. He
2: was, yeah, I've uh, read about that a little bit, yeah.
1: And then they figured out that, yes, he was right. That there is no other sutta that gives anything about any kind of practice of meditation except in the Anapanasati Sutta when he's trying to convince those that are practicing the Prama Baharas and Jhanas to stop doing that stuff and practice what we're doing here. So instead,
2: as a practical. For me. I should. stop trying to reach those really high. Um, kind of. I cannot do that. These high where you shut every, where you cannot hear, you cannot see, you cannot feel, you you don't even breathe. You're kind of like half dead. And you know, all you see is the Nimita, you go into the Nimita and oh, cannot do that.
1: <laughs> Why would you...
2: Because I thought, because the way they teach it, I wanted, yeah, I taught that to, to Nibbana. You had to go all the way through those high jhana. I, I thought oh, it was the only yeah, way to... to to. to I, mean, <laughs> I, I know.
1: <laughs> I have heard... Achan <clears throat> um, Brahm is not the only one who speaks that way.
0: Yeah.
1: One of the things that we could just automatically take note of... Probably know this from some place or another that after the Buddha left home, never mind any of the stuff about him leaving home, he did leave home. He took five people, I think, with him, including a horse train, uh, chanda and also Kunda, his uh, uh, Brahmin teacher, who had already taught him jhana. and all things Oh, well,
2: I, I forgot all that one. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's an interesting connection, isn't it? He was also the one when uh, when Baby Gautama uh, Siddhartha was born. Uh, they got several Brahmins to do their magic and give a. Uh, and many of them said he's going to be a world monarch. Oh, and Chanda was the one who says no. He is going. To be. Okay, and then he became his teacher right through into the Maha, uh, Excuse me. The. Uh, <clears throat> oh first turning of the wheel the chula uh uh i forgot the name of the sutra and i've got it on the top of my head (laughs) okay Uh, the the very first sutra the turning of the wheel
2: the turning of the wheel
1: right uh uh uh, the chakravana sutra got it it came back yes (laughs) okay so in that sutta, that's where Chanda was the one who became a sotapan right there and on the spot. He got the four noble truths. That was the teaching of the um, uh, of the uh, Chakrapadana sutta. So, the point that I'm making is, is that before that, backing up into the six years that he spent with them out in the woods, he had three major teachers. One was Alakamama, the other one was Ramaranaputta, and the third one was Nantanataputta, uh, uh, which is also known as Mahavira, uh, the head of the Jains.
2: The Jains, yeah. The
1: kinds of uh, flagellations and all of that, and he's he lost so much weight and became really skinny. They call it the starving Buddha and all that. He wasn't a Buddha when he was starving. No, he was
2: a but He was a bud- Bodhisattva, was it? Yeah yeah, that's what the bo- they say
1: the Bodhisattva,
2: a Buddha to be uh,
1: okay, The one who was looking anyway, yeah. So he also before he went there with um uh, and kamama and Rana Ranaanaputuss, where he was practicing jhanas. yes, yes,
2: that's they why can't. i'm I'm all confused. He did that before he so. <laughs> Why are they teaching it? But well, I never had the chance to ask question. Also, that's also you're the first one that I can really ask question because I'm always had to deal with books before. So mm-hmm. that's why it's good to have a a teacher. Yeah, well, I never had one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's go then to the past the time that he was dissatisfied with the jhanas. And so he practiced austerities and he got to be the very best. He almost killed himself. For Kitty. And then he realized, no, coming out of there, that how can I become enlightened or how can I achieve any distinction when I'm this bad off? I can't even get up out of the tree. <laughs> And then the story of the rose apple. And by the way, if you're into sutras, this is in Sutra number 36. You know the story of the rose apple tree?
2: Yeah, when he was a young, you remember when he was a a young during the festival of the spring, something like that, that he attained the first jhana just like that. And he said, maybe this is the way to enlightenment.
1: Okay. So, here you are talking about the fourth jhana when the are. No, the was, first jhana. The yeah, first well, jhana. No, wait a minute. You've been oh. talking, though, about, before about all the fourth jhana and all the emptiness and the stillness and the shutting downs and this that and the other thing. And here the Buddha is saying, no, the first jhana is... And when you look at the Anapanasati Sutra you will see the, uh, the items of the of the first jhana built into practice. Also in a sutra number 111 in the Majjhima Nikaya, one by one as they occur, is when the Buddha talks about getting into the first jhana and then taking various objects in the first jhana. And as you're taking various objects, that creates the fourth jhana or the, uh, whatever genre. So, in fact, if you stop thinking about how good you feel and start experiencing how good you feel, that's the second genre. How good can you feel doesn't take any words. You need the words to get yourself up on that uh, mountain, but you don't need the ladder once you're on top of the mountain. You don't True. need the words. So you let the words go, and there's a procedure that we can go through let the words go so now you take the object as feelings you don't have to say i'm in second jhana. you can just say i'm just taking the object while i'm in first jhana of feelings see in the first jhana, what we take the object of is the applied and sustained thought can we keep applying can we keep sustaining and when we've got one wholesome thought after another after another then we can go and take uh how good we feel as an object then okay. we can take satisfaction as an object
0: okay
1: satisfaction then is sukha
0: yes
1: and that's the object of the third jhana.
2: yes okay
1: okay and so then we take upeka or uh, emptiness or uh, whatever as the fourth jhana and Our- by the time we can get to there we can actually see how the mind works you can actually see perception in action,
0: and you okay. can
1: treat it like a toy. That's why so much of that stuff is talking about perception, either perception or non-perception, and nothingness, and expansion of consciousness. Expansion Those are
2: consciousness. the Arupa Jhanas. That that is all weird to me. I well, understand until I'm the actually fourth. Actually, but...
1: describing the fourth jhana, okay. because they.
2: St- all these things. Oh,
1: if you look at the way that the sutras are set up, it is jhana uh, uh, number one, jhana number two, and jhana mm-hmm. number three, jhana number four. It's a long description for jhana number four. There are no five, six, sevens, or eights in any sutras.
2: Well, that comes from the Visuddhimagga?
1: No, Probably. It comes from ignorant Westerners who like to count.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: And in fact, if you count it correctly, in Sutra number 111, there's not eight jhanas, there's nine. Yeah. There's nine different states you're talked about. And the last one in there is the end of perception is the end of feelings. We stop perceiving, which means we just let data come in. We just let data come in. We just let it go. We don't to me before it, it, don't it was kind of like sense out of it. We just let it in as a flood. We get completely into the senses. Stay at consciousness and let it become vast. That so this is
2: the Niruddha Samapadi? Is this is this what you're trying to tell? The ninth step, the Niruddha Sumapadi. The no, ninth step
1: about we're talking about most specifically Getting completely into the senses so that the senses become a flood. See, the way that we normally do is is that we look at something, make sense out of it, look again, make sense out of it, look again, make sense out of it. Very, very much like uh, a computer would take data, input, process it against some database. Like uh, you log to your website for the bank and you give them this, that, and the other number, and then they'll go into their database and pull up your amount. And it takes a bit of time for that processing to happen. The human mind does the same thing. While we're processing our data, we're missing out on a huge amount of input. If we stop processing, if we stop perceiving data and just let it be, Without any thoughts, without any, just take it in. Without trying to figure out what's happening, you just let it in. Then it becomes a flood, it becomes a marvelous flood. You're in, and not only that, but the boundaries of the body break down. This is what they mean by. And by the way, it's a really poor scripture by calling it space. It's not infinite space. It's just spacious. Okay. It's not infinite consciousness, it's just full on consciousness. I had translations done by people who didn't understand what they were reading in the Pali. And it's basically nothing to it.
0: The My real God.
1: issue is the first genre. Um The first jhana is 90 to 99% of all of the effort that you'll take put in. And in fact, almost all of the effort that it takes is the first jhana. Why is that? Because we have to learn to apply, sustain, apply, sustain, sustain, sustain. Keep one wholesome thought after another wholesome thought after another wholesome thought. The way that we do that is by corralling the mind by not allowing it to go into unwholesome thought. Then we pin it down to even a smaller area, and then down to another smaller area, perhaps all the way down to a mantra. The only actual thought we have is the in breath and dole out breath. The mind is down to just two syllables, just one word over a long five, ten second uh, time period. Going down to zero is easy. But you've got 10,000 thoughts a minute going by. It's hard to slow it down to nothing, so we got to do it through a procedure.
2: So how to do? Things. How are we going to do that? In into, you cannot do that in everyday life. You need to be doing this no, sitting down.
1: I'm not telling you to do it in everyday life, but uh, there's that Western mentality of all the time again, all the time. Take that out and put in right now is the answer. Yeah, you could sit on the bus and and, uh, uh, pay attention to what is happening inside the bus. You could be in an office and paying attention to what's happening inside that office. You could be in a car driving and pay attention to what you're doing. All automobile accidents anywhere in the world has happened because people are not paying attention to what's going on. That's a clear sign of dukkah right there. We're talking about paying attention to what's going on. And you're saying, oh, I can't do that in daily life. And the answer to that is you'd be a whole lot better off if you would. To start paying attention to what's going on and start thinking about stuff.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: Remember, there's nothing to this. You're trying to tell me that you have to be in dukkha in the world. The answer to that is, well, don't go there. <laughs>
2: I guess it's the default state, dukkha in the world. Ugh.
1: That's right. That is the Sama of the Eightfold Noble Path, is what is our default state and can we change it? What is the default state for most? Victim. We're in the default state of I can't. We're in the default state of this is hard. We're in the uh, the default state of that's, that's going to take so much work. That's the default state of oh, poor me,
0: I can't do it.
1: That's our default state. What is the state that we're going to change it to? The state of being a winner, the state of being a champion, the state of I can do this, the state of being a lion. Let's let out a roar together, okay? We're talking about attitude here. (laughs) We have to have that can-do attitude because if we have a can't-do attitude, then we can't. And if we have a can-do attitude, we can. And the real attitude, the real winner, is already done. It's not, it, The job that needed to be done has already been done. But all of that is done in the first jhana. Don't need to hire jhanas. They're natural yes. occurrences. <laughs> yes, oh.
2: I'm happy all to you, hear right,
1: that. All you need to do is learn to be happy. Just keep getting yourself back happy. Accept your darkest nature. The worst part about you, if you criticize it, now you're in an unwholesome state of criticism. So sit around and think about the worst things about you. Then
2: other one thing that
1: well, the whole point then is is that you're not going to see these things as worse anymore. You're going to see them, they're okay. I'm all right. Just the way you are is just fine. Wow. You're already okay. There's no place to go and nothing to do. There's nothing to attain. That's the attitude that we're developing here. You've already got
0: it.
2: This is something you just said, because we. I, yeah.
1: Yeah, see, you have been criticized into thinking that you're not good enough. And now you're striving to get up to getting, trying to get up to scratch. You have been working. Well, I did it. not
2: know. I, I I, was ignorant. I did not know. I was all confused. Now you give well, me you kind were of. Lied
1: to. Let's be honest. You were lied to.
2: I did not know that I was
0: lied to.
1: You've been lied to.
0: Okay. Wow. Lied to.
2: No wonder I couldn't do it.
1: Well, you know why they lied to you. No, they didn't know any better either. They were lied to.
2: But they seem to be able to do it, wherever they you are.
1: You have to, you have to bow through the lies. You have to stop lying to yourself and start seeing things the way they are.
2: This is really hard to do to see lies.
1: Hard, that's no. the victim within you.
0: Cat. Yep, yeah, he's my cat. cat. He's my cat. Hello.
1: <laughs> Recognize when we say things that are hard. You see, you create your reality. The reality that you've created is, is that this is hard.
2: Yes, that's why I stopped doing it. That's why I said I need to, I need to talk to Damarato because I just, it's, it's,
1: I I was about to, to, I was about to throw up.
2: I was just, whatever. tell
1: yourself it's easy. Tell yourself it's easy. Yes,
2: it's easy.
1: Tell yourself, hey, wow, this is easy. I can do that. I can sit down and do nothing. Okay. (laughs) Start getting some success in your life.
2: Yeah, doing nothing, I can do it. But doing nothing without feeling guilty, eh, sometimes, maybe Friday. Hey,
1: I see that guilt. (laughs) I see you guilt.
2: Yeah, I see guilt. I
1: don't have to feel guilty right now. I can take a deep breath and do nothing and not feel guilty.
2: This is hard.
1: No, you just defeated yourself again. Instead of saying, well, you're talking about forever, it's hard. Well, let's not do it forever. Let's just do it right
2: now. now. Okay. Okay. You got a point.
1: At least one time. Can okay. you relax and not feel guilty? Just I do. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So the question is, can you do it a second time now?
2: Yes, I can. If
1: you did it worse, you can do it again.
2: Yes, I can.
1: <laughs> okay, so that's the attitude that we're developing, is that I could do it one time, that's enough skill to do it a second time at another time maybe, or maybe just one after another after another. Instead of expecting something out of ourselves, we nurture ourselves, that this is okay, this is good. Yeah, I've been thinking about killing that banker, but I'm not going to, so it's okay. Just let that thought go. But you, you're going to say, oh, I want to kill that back. Oh, I should not do that. Oh, poor me. I'm so guilty. You know, and you're all up. Just say, no, I can let that thought about killing the back. I don't need that. I'm not going to do it anyway. And just accept. Nurture yourself instead of punishing yourself for your wrongdoing. Accept your wrong. Look at it and let it go. As the Buddha said, some places, some book, not. let it pass. Don't okay.
0: Stop caring. Okay. <laughs> Don't
1: care. Don't care about jhanas. Just enjoy. No, I'm not are.
2: anymore. No. I'm sure now. Yes. <laughs> oh, it feels good to hear that. That's. Just, yeah.
1: Does it even feel good to the fact that this is actually in the sutras? This is the teaching of the Buddha. The Vasudhimagga, that's from 450 to 500 AD.
2: I've tried to read it.
1: And it's got politics. I've got it right here.
2: Oh, gosh, it's unreadable. But it's good for you if you want to go to sleep oh sorry
1: <laughs> uh, it's got some interesting things in it one of the things that is actually quite wa- valuable is there is walking but no walker be that's a good phrase out of it it's got some really really good stuff in it i was
2: just joking i was just
1: making It's but it's such a good book that it's got so many, many good things in it. I would say maybe about 5% of the book.
2: 5%? <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, I mean, it's a big book. It's not a huge it is
2: stuff. huge. It is.
1: But there's about 99, 95% of the stuff in there is going to cause the students dukkha for one or another.
0: Yeah.
2: I didn't read it all. I think I stopped at maybe half of it.
1: You were reading it backwards then. It's like I the Yeah, you have to read the last parts first.
2: No, the end. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we were taught in school to start at the very beginning and read right through to the end, and that's not the way to read a book. The way to read a book is like it was a dictionary, not a <laughs>
2: How does it end? <laughs> huh? How does it end?
1: That's the whole point: is it doesn't it never ends.
2: The Visuddhimaga.
1: You're looking for an. In, you're looking for an ending. And the right way of looking at it is: this moment's okay, I and mean, we'll, whether we have another one or not is irrelevant. We don't care about what's the end of it. We just care about how it's happening right now.
2: Right now I'm having fun and I'm and feeling relief
1: speaking with you. have heard the, the, uh, the, uh, the phrase of good in the beginning, good in the middle, and good in the end. And there's a little phrase after that is uh, about with right phrasing and meaning. And okay, what that actually means is is that when the when the Dhamma is taught correctly, in the proper order, then the student gets benefit right away. It's good in the beginning. There's also the Sibylle of the Snake where it talks about that you pick up the Dhamma on by the wrong end and it's going to turn around and bite you. Which is what happens with meditation. They wind up with more dukkha than they had before. (laughs) But if you practice correctly it's going to be good right from the very beginning. What is that very, very beginning is change this thought into something. Awesome. Awesome. Change this state of mind to something a little more brighter, a little gladder than it is right now. That any thought that you have could be improved. And if it can't, then dang, congratulate yourself. You're at the top right now. <laughs> but other than that, just any thought that we have can be improved. And when we get into the rhythm of one wholesome thought after another, we begin to watch that. Yes, I am applying the mind to the wholesome, and yes, I can sustain that. I can stay in the here now. I can appreciate what's happening in the keep coming back and coming. Back and coming back and enjoying the heck out of nothing to do, place to go, safe, secure, comfortable, relaxed, satisfied,
0: and successful. Okay.
1: Okay. You can see the first genre built right in. Remove of the hindrances, get those unwholesome thoughts out of the mind, get some. The thoughts of feeling safe, secure, and comfortable. The body and the feelings. The body has to be safe and secure. First, you've gotten yourself into the room, got yourself an easy chair. Now the body is safe and secure. Now we get the mind in the state of safe and secure by telling ourselves look, you actually are safe and secure here. And with the safety and security now comes the satisfaction, and that satisfaction is the sutra of the first jhana. And when we keep practicing that over and over and over and over again, we begin to recognize, I can do this. A little bit later, hot dog, I can't do this. And then the next one is, you know, it does not matter how obstructed the mind is getting. I can throw that stuff right out, and come right back into a really good state. That's the confidence this building. That's where the pity comes from. Hot dog, I've got this wired. I can do this. That's part of the first johnny. Yep. That peak point of, wow, this feels so good. And we keep doing that over and over and over again. Every shampoo bottle tells you exactly how to do first John. Every shampoo bottle.
2: Shampoo Every bottle?
1: The shampoo bottle, right <laughs> okay, there. Okay, let's, let's go for it. The you. last two words it has is rinse and repeat.
2: <laughs> I'll never ever have a shampoo the same again.
1: <laughs> I love it. Uh-huh. Rinse and repeat. Rinse That's what and repeat. <laughs> That's what we're doing over and over and over again. That's the first genre is rinse and repeat. Just keep cleaning the mind out, put it into wholesome state. And then do it again
2: that's cool i'm having a shower and the sati i'm gonna think of the time
1: shower is a really good place to go into first john it just oh it feels (laughs) so good
2: (laughs) oh wow oh thank you so much
1: well, I think that this is a good place for us to stop, even though yep. we have been all over the map yeah, in, in one call. So that alone proves how small that map really is. There's really not that much no. to it. But there's, then the, the, the next part will be various applications and various situations and all of that kind of stuff that we can talk about later. Yep. Yeah. Right now, I think that you've got the concept. You've already got a practice started, so now all you have to do is start gladdening that mind.
2: Yep. Start
1: throwing those unwholesome thoughts out. And have Shampoo the mind.
2: Shampoo the mind. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <laughs> <Rest laughs> repeat, exactly.
2: Perfect. Well, thank you very much for your time.
1: Hey, this has been delightful. I really enjoyed it.
2: Me too. I really, really enjoyed it. And I will, we'll talk soon.
1: Yes, I'll see you in about a okay. week or
2: so. I'm sorry, a week?
1: I'll see you in about a week or so.
2: Sure, I'll call back in a okay. week. Okay. Yeah. Well, take care. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: <laughs>